Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Kind of bring everybody up to speed from where we were yesterday in case they weren't listening. And that is, as Paul talks to Timothy in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about people having a form of godliness but not understanding the power thereof. And how easy it is for us to think that Christianity is about being good. It's about being nice. It's about going to church every week. Uh, it's about giving to the poor. It's about helping those that are less fortunate. It's about peace and injustice and tolerance. All those things are good. But that's not what it's all about. It is also about the power of God to heal the sick, to heal the or to cast out demons to heal relationships to do all the things that were done as miracles in the bible still being done today and we've got to get past the whole idea of all it takes to be a christian is go to church be nice give to causes march every now and then whatever it might be it is also about the power of god well and i just want to say this richard because as you say that I know there's some, you know, congregations here in our city that, you know, they they do the opposite of that. There are congregations, there's congregations around this United States. It's just another social club. You know, they're they're only caring about the issues that concern them and not concerning them. They don't care about other people. They don't have compassion for other people. They don't care about a, an unjust justice system. And again, I say it all the time as a pastor here in Chico, I'm at a lot of uh, peace and justice rallies where people are fed up with whatever injustice. And and I'm there on the scene and I'm on there on the scene because I always tell people justice is a part of the gospel. And again, there's Christians that don't even speak up for that. And again, that's how we got in this nation concerning the abortion issue. Christians allowed that to happen. And now, you know, we've been pumped up by political leaders to say they support us in that effort. And now we want to try to take that ground back. But we can use that same example in, in, in race relations and everything else. So, yeah, there's a lot of churches just just a social clubs. They are not anywhere where the herd are or they'll take on one particular issue concerning. And, and I'm going to say it's the abortion issue because it's usually in our area. That's the the only issue most churches take on or speak against. They won't speak about an unjust judicial system. They won't speak out against, uh, you know, racial profiling. They won't do that because I'm there in those places where people are affected by that. And, again, I look around, and and I'm one of those pastors that endeavor to keep the unity. I'm everywhere. I'm at a other church events and I like the fellowship with other congregations. But when I'm at these particular events, I'm like, where's all these Christians I know? Why aren't they here? Because this is a hurting people. 
And I know that's where Jesus would be. I know that because he would be wherever the downtrodden was. And the religious folk, the one that had this form of godliness, they would be putting, sticking their nose up. Well, why is he with them? Do he know who they are? And we become a church like that today here in Chico. I, I've seen it firsthand. And I know, you know, people don't want to hear this, but I, I'm going to say what God told me to say. And, you know, and he's going to promote me for doing it. So I don't, you know, care if people don't like me or re write me nasty letters. But it's, it's still, that's another form of godliness. And just not having compassion for people. Scripture says Jesus looked out at the multitudes and he had compassion for them, whatever their issue was. And we know the woman with the issue of blood, she had an issue. There was another person that son was demon-possessed. That was an issue. There was another guy, you know, couldn't get to the pool in time when the water stirred. You know, and Jesus assisted him by speaking a word only. And again, we got to be mindful that Jesus is our example. He's the sample son. See, and we can do all those things that he did. Yes. See, we can do all those things. Power, social justice miraculous stuff. power, though, was what he used. Right. <laughs> see, and we don't, a lot of times, see, the church almost becomes like another political organization. Right. In that. We just take on what we think we can do something about or what we can deal with, forgetting that God is able to do all kinds of things that we could never even start to do. Well, that's why the scripture says the whole earth is waiting on the creation of the manifestations of the sons of God. It means the mature offspring, Jesus's people, the, the earth people are waiting on us to, to let our light so shine, to go and demonstrate this power, this power of love. This this awesome power that we represent from as as ambassadors of the kingdom of God and children of the Most High God, they're waiting to see us, and that's why we're not winning people at the rate we should be. Because there's people who are unchurched people see the church as a political organization. They really do. And churches, I know, man. Both sides, I, man. I know a brother in Christ, man. I thought this guy was spiritual, man. He defriend me off Facebook because of a a political argument he had with me he yeah i was like wow i thought we were in the kingdom he like i don't want to be your friend anymore because he disagreed about some political statement and again i'm so jesus is my lord and savior he's my king he's my president forever for life <laughs> so but this guy got mad at me and i'm like wow you're hosting bible studies but now you're getting upset with another brother in christ because of politics and again, I, I'm not for anybody. I'm for the kingdom. And again, I tell people all the time as Christians, we're not here to take sides. We're here to take over. And if Jesus said, you know, I'm siding with Jesus. And I know no political party has a lock on the kingdom of God. And if you've been deceived to believe that, you right. are very and, deceived. And, <laughs> and, you know, and, and as we talk about this, there are churches on both sides. There, yes. There are churches yes. who think that they have it. They would tend to be more Democrat. Yeah, I've seen know, both and, sides of them. And Trust then me. there's other ones that are, tend to be more Republican. So I've to say. seen both. I'm and, everywhere. I see them all. And and yet it's so easy for both of them to think they have a lock on what Jesus would do. Right, right. Act. And those other guys, they're all lost, you mm -hmm. know. And as we're talking about all this, and, and I'm, I was listening, we have got to remember, though, that it's about the power of God. Because as Jesus fed the 5,000, it was Andrew that came up and said, I've got a couple of loaves and fishes. Now, if it was just about being nice, if it was just about form, 
then Jesus couldn't have done anything. But because it was a matter of power, he was able to pray, and guess what happens? 5,000 people, men, and then not even counting the women and children, all had all they wanted, and there was some And, and you know what I always think about when I, when I hear Jesus and the multitudes? I wonder how diverse was that, that multitude. You know, they had different things. Every person is unique and individual, got their own issues. And Jesus never really spotlighted all of that. He just said, you know, I'm going to love you all unconditionally. I'm going to feed you all anyway. I ain't going to look at this list of what you did or didn't do. I'm going to meet your needs. And and again. But it was the power of God that he used to do it. it right. Wasn't, it wasn't just human understanding. Because human understanding said, hey, we got a couple of loaves and fishes, but what's that among all these people? Right. And it's Jesus probably work. didn't uh, take political sides either with all of this multitude. He didn't say, oh, okay, all you Democrats, y'all go home. I'm just going to feed all the ones that support uh, Pharaoh. Because <laughs> right. they had a political system there in Jesus' time, too. And Jesus didn't take any sides. But see, as Lazarus is dead in the mm-hmm. tomb, human understanding, human wisdom. Yes, it'd be nice to comfort the sisters. It would be nice to do whatever we can for the family. It would be nice to help the family however we can. Okay, that's... That's nice. That's good. But he doesn't just do that. He goes beyond that to use the power of the Holy Spirit to say, Lazarus, come out. Mm-hmm. And Lazarus comes out. See, so we can be nice. We can be good. We can be good to the family or be nice and however we want and never use the power of God. And right. so people can be sick in the hospital. You can go visit them, never pray for their healing. Because you're just being nice as you go to now, visit. Now, here's, here's part of that power of God. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our Master, he said this. Bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Now, you got to have the power of God working in you in order to do that. Because most times, you ain't well, our about human nature to, isn't about right, that. You're not going to do that. But that's why he says in Romans that the Holy Spirit has been poured in. In our hearts, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And back to the Holy Spirit, he said, God's love, when you got saved, he just poured himself into you by his Holy Spirit. So now it's back to choice. You can now bless those that persecute you. You can speak over a blessing, Lord, that they come and know you. You can pray for those who suspect you. You can forgive. You can love the unlovable now. And love covers a multitude of sins. The Bible said without love. Your faith ain't going to even work because God is love. So now we have this love, this power of love working in the inside us, but we have to choose to release it. It, it can be as I, I can have a lot millions of dollars in the bank, but I have to make a choice to release it. That means I got to sign for it. Remember, you can't go there to the bank and make a withdrawal without signing. Just can't go up there. Give me my money. <laughs> no, give me my money. What they're going to tell you, well, we, we need to see some ID <laughs> signature. That releases it. So, and again, I have to make a choice. Either I'm going to sign. If I make a choice, I ain't going to sign. I just want my money. they probably going to call security and throw me up out of there with all these millions I got in there. So we have to make a choice. Are we going to not just be hearers of the word endures and allow God to work in us? And, and again, life, I say, is choice driven. We got to choose to be doers and not hearers. You got to choose to bless those that persecute you. You got to choose to... Treat all people kindly, even if they're not in your political party. You got to choose to respect 
those who are in authority. You got to choose that. Even if he didn't vote for Right, him. right. You still got to choose to honor them. And again, in this nation, we become a nation, Christians, of dishonor and disrespect. We have no respect for people because we believe we don't have to respect you. Because that's what, that's my well, opinion. I have freedom. Right, right. I have freedom. And not knowing the scriptures, all over the scriptures to talk about, you know, honor and respect those who are in authority. It, it, yeah, it didn't say disrespect because you don't agree with them. I don't agree with a lot of people. That don't mean I'm going to disrespect them. I'm still going to respect you as a human being, and I'm going to respect you because God told me to respect you and have esteem for all men. He didn't say he all men except. others ahead of ourselves. That's everybody. Well, the world is to say that's crazy. Well, it's back to most of the church has not been transformed by the renewing of their mind. They're still conformed to this world. And in their mind, they think conformed to the world means dress code. Oh, I don't dress like that. No, I don't wear makeup. Oh, I don't go to the movies no more. No, no, no. He said, I do wear a tie. No, he said, whatever. no, no. You need to think like God thinks. And here's how you find out how God thinks in his word. He's going to reveal it to heard. you. Yeah. Do you, do you find God working miracles among you because you observe the law? Or do you find it because you believe what you heard? And it is so easy The you know, I preached on this a couple weeks ago. We like the law because it's easier. You know? Oh, I don't think I ever lie. I don't think I ever killed anybody. I don't think I ever did this, and I try not to do that, and I'm usually pretty good. Following the Spirit, living by the Spirit, takes a little more effort, takes a little more... I Now, if I'm going to live by the Spirit, i got to know what the Spirit says. i got to right. pay attention to the You just can't be living by the Spirit. Okay, I'm living by the Spirit. Oh, what does the Spirit say? Right, you got to pay attention to what the Spirit well, what, is saying. And Jesus said this, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So now i got to live by, again, Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. i got to live by the word of God. In order to live by the word of God, i got to know the word of God. i got to study the word of God. i got to meditate on the word but of God. i got to do, the, act on the word of God. But it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit you'll be able to do that. Well, we know that because greater is he that's in me. I can do all things you know, through Christ who strengthens me. He lives inside of me. So now I can Christ do this. I can make glory. these choices. I can make a choice to allow the, to live by the spirit. Or I can make a choice, as lots of Christians do, to live by the flesh. It, it's, again, it's choice. And the scriptures say, choose this day whom you're going to serve. As a Christian, I know Christians that still use drugs, smoke cigarettes, use profanity, commit adultery, fornicate. I know Christians that do all that. And again, I understand it's choice. They made well, a see, choice to do that. they don't understand the power that they have. Mm -hmm. See, when, when you hear a scripture that Jesus wants to save you from your sins, is isn't just for when you die. A lot of Christians, I think, are really confused. Because they talk about being saved from their sins, and they think that's like on the day they die, or Jesus comes back, whichever comes first, and they stand before him, that he's going to save us from all the sins we committed, and we're going to go to heaven. Oh, he saved he you on to, Calvary. He, he wants to <laughs> save us, though, in this life. Right. He not saved us for, on Calvary. It's a done deal. Just, not just for after we die, saved from our sins. But saved from our sins in this life. You know he what? doesn't want us to continue to do them. I call that the icing on the cake. Because Jesus said in John 15, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And in Romans it says those who receive the abundance of grace, that's God's unmerited favor, his power working in their life, shall rule and reign in life, the Amplified says, as kings.
he said, when is life? Life is now. Right. He said, Not we should rule and reign in life. And in First Peter, he said, he's given us exceeding great and precious promises. You know, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So he's given us. And all we have to do, again, make a choice to accept it, receive it. And again, when you believe, you receive. That's all. Jesus, when he started his ministry, he came out and saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Basically, he was saying, receive this truth and, and start walking in it. The lepers, when Jesus healed them, they, t they asked him to heal them. Jesus said, okay, poof, you're healed. Go show yourself to the priest. Well, they still look leprous. But them getting their deliverance was doing what he said, go. Go and act like you're healed. So go show yourself to the priest. And we know the priest... The priest's pad probably was 10 blocks away, <laughs> wherever the priest resided at, in his holy place, the holy of holies. But, you know, they had to go get to the priest, and then by the time they got there, and they didn't have no automobiles, and we, from the scriptures, we can believe they were on foot. So by the time, out of their obedience, remember the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. Out of their obedience to the word of God, which is Jesus, they went and showed themselves to the priest. And at, the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. So that's what we do. We have to be obedient to the word and we'll get what the word says. And I like to, I say this all the time, Richard, slow don't mean no. So if you laid hands and believe like the scripture told you, anointed with oil and pray the prayer of faith and the faith shall heal them, slow don't mean no. Now it can happen like that and I believe in heaven it does, but just in the natural it's, it can still be that process. It's like a seed. It's a process. You plant a seed, you don't see the flower the next day. That don't mean ain't nothing happening. Like with the lepers, something was happening. Slow don't mean no. So don't be ashamed of the gospel and start acting on it. Forgive people and, and watch what will happen. Actually, something's going to start happening in you as you release people. You're going to be freed up. Right. I yeah. mean, I tell people all the time, you know, that person that cuts you off in traffic on the way to work that you're mad at and you're mad at the rest of the day. It's you that's being eaten up. It's you that gets your high blood pressure up. It's you that gets your adrenaline flowing. It's you that has all these physical reactions to what happened. And that person probably drove on right. down the road and never gave you another thought. So who suffered by all your anger and fret and anxiety the rest of the day? It wasn't that person. It was you yourself. Right. This is why forgiveness is just as important for the person who forgives as it is for the other person. Because when you hold this anger and you hold these kind of things inside of you, it eats you up. You need to forgive that person for yourself as much as you need to forgive them for them. Because it is you that's being eaten alive by this. I know people, man, they just hear a person's name and their blood pressure shoots up. Their adrenaline shoots up. They're ready to fight. And whatever it was that made him so mad might have happened years ago and that person is a christian huh yeah see there that's what he's talking about that's that form of godliness again you haven't learned to forgive and all in the scriptures especially in the new testament he's talking about forgiving so now you got to practice this you got to just like you got to practice laying hands you got to practice forgiving you got to practice and if you grew up hating folk of a different color you got to practice loving those people i now. knew a lady once a doctor she thought didn't diagnose her right. She hated that guy till she died. See there? And uh, the mere mention of his name would just make her mad. You could just see it in her face, how angry she would get. And 
you hear people say things like, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. You imagine what would happen to us if God took the tact. I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. I got those things in a file wait, right here waiting for you there, Richard. In case you ever screw up again, I can whip this file open and tell you all about how you messed up before. No, he forgives, and then as far as the east is from the west, it is taken from us. But you know how we forgive and forget? It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we actually have power. Uh-huh. The human nature doesn't give you the power to forgive and to forget. The human nature might give you the power to say you forgive, but it also gives you the power to remember all those offenses. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that lets you forgive and forget yes, what yes, it was yes. that happened to you. And so we look at a scripture once again, like this Galatians chapter 3. Does God do miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? I would say that to actually forgive somebody of an offense and forget that and never think about it again takes a miracle. It's only something that the Holy Spirit can do. It is not a natural thing for our human nature to do. It has to be done through the power of the Spirit. And then all of a sudden you can not only forgive, but you forget. Right, and I want to encourage people. You know what, Richard? I've been meditating on this particular scripture for a couple months now. And, and again, meditation brings revelation. Revelation causes your faith to increase. And again, for Christians, I believe we need to meditate more on the word. And look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And this is what Paul says. And it just resonates with me more and more. And I'm using it when I'm opening my Sunday services. And just when I'm, I'm talking to other people. He says, in my speech, meaning my conversation and my preaching or my speaking are not with persuasive words of human wisdom. And human wisdom is from that fallen sin nature. You're going to sink down. He says, but my speaking and my preaching are in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Meaning I'm going to demonstrate what I've been talking about. You're going to see it in action, faith in action. He says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And as Christians, our faith, our confidence, our trust, our actions shall not, should never be in, in the wisdom of men, but it should be in the power of God. And the power of God and the word of God are one, like wet and water. So we got to constantly be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Start thinking like God thinks and uh, we'll start producing the fruit that he wants us to produce in our lives. Jesus said it in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He said, and then he summed it up. He said, if my words abide, you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. And he said, you'll be fruitful. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to go out and produce, produce for the kingdom. Let our light so shine that people will see him. And we can let them People see him wherever we go, at Safeway, at the movie theaters, all these places the religious, the religious people told us not to go work. We can go and demonstrate the kingdom of God and make, and make people believers and allow them to want to get to know God because of the great love that's been poured out in our hearts through his Holy Spirit. And that's what we're supposed to be teaching Christians. That's what we're supposed to be advancing. So we keep moving that way. And we're supposed to look more and more like Jesus. That's what God, he says he, could, he predestined us to be conformed into his image. And his image is, again, that's the brand called Jesus. And here's one thing I know about a brand. A brand tells you what to expect. Right. Jesus, that's why he said, oh, ye of little faith. 
he expected them to operate like him. He said, you've been hanging out with me. You're part of this corporation now, this kingdom. So in this kingdom, this is how we do things. We forgive one another. We love people. We have compassion. We lay hands on the sick. We cast out demons. We, we, this is how we work in this kingdom. And I've came back to redeem, restore, and reconcile you back to the first. And when I say the first, Jesus is called the last Adam. Adam was originally meant to operate like that. Jesus came back to restore us with all of that fullness. And we got to always keep that on our mind and get off the law. Right. The, We're the, not the same the, old person. The scripture says the letter or the law kill it. <laughs> right. Well, this is what this is what Paul's writing to the Galatians. He right. says, observing the law never helped you. You didn't, right. you didn't receive the spirit by it. That's Why do you want to go back to it? You, God doesn't perform miracles in you because of the law. Why do you want to observe well, see, it? And that's why the scripture always referenced Abraham as the father of faith. Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him for righteousness. Abraham was 400 years before the law. Ooh. He was 400 years for the law. And God said, Abraham, just believe. And, it was, and then he tells us in the New Testament, be like Abraham. Abraham didn't observe no laws because there wasn't any. The law came 400 years after Abraham. And the scriptures keep on saying, if you be Christ, you are Abraham's seeds. Heirs according to the promise. That's good news. So in Abraham, he, he, he called things. God told him to call things to be not. God was teaching Abraham. And he, and well, he tell him, change your name from Abram to Abraham. Right, right, right. Tell Sarah to change your name from Sarai to Sarah. Yeah, and your name Abraham now means father of many nations. So you call yourself now father of many nations. Abraham, You're not yet, but you will be. Just like the lepers. You ain't healed now, but go show yourself to the priest. Go to this land that right, I'm right, never right. going to give to you. I'm right. going to give it to your offspring. Go ask that person for forgiveness right now. You'll see the effects of it later. Just go do it. Yeah, just go lay hands on that brother right now. Just go do it. We'll, we'll see it later. You know, go, go pray for your president instead of hating on him. We'll, we'll see the fruit later. But no, I ain't going to pray for him because I hate him. No, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who faithfully use you. Just go do it now. Remember, I'm, I'd use the Nike thing you in know this area. Just do me, it. As you said that <laughs> about the president, about anybody. Both sides. It could be your in-laws, your outlaws. Go right. pray for them. You know, I hate that. But, I mean, how many people say they hate people they don't even know? How many people you ever heard say, I hate the president? They don't know the president. They don't right. have a clue who the president is. Or, I hate John Boehner. They don't know John Boehner from anybody. And so you, much. You hate his politics. Right. But, I'm right. <laughs> but I mean, they, they say they hate them. And, in some ways, I think they probably do. Well, see, and again, that's what Jesus was talking about, this form of guidance. Because God is love. And that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, continue to walk by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more 
Faith on Fire. <laughs>